You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. His heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody's ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. Kind of double dipping today. Um, Not really doing two podcasts in one day, but we actually did one last night after the Jazz and Hawks game. If you haven't checked that one out. Make sure you go by and check out episode 21 of the Hawksbeat Podcast, breaking down, <laughs> I guess we could call it basketball, right? <laughs> the game last night between the Hawks and the Jazz. Hawks have the day off today, and they will be taking on the Toronto Raptors this uh, this weekend, actually tomorrow. So hopefully they can rebound. Hopefully uh, they'll get some bodies back. But uh, it's a tough time right now. It's a tough time right now. So um, this episode is a mailbag edition. This is a mailbag edition. So I hope that you have had time to get your questions in. If not, then uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely go ahead and give you um, another time when we do a mailbag questions because I like mailbag because it's my time to um, it's my time to kick it with y'all. It's my time to get some feedback from y'all. I know I do a lot of the talking. And it's my time to see what's on your minds and your thoughts. So I love the mailbags all the time. And uh, just, uh, yeah, if you didn't get in this time, we'll get you next time. Let's do some housekeeping. A lot of what we do is on the social media front. So we would invite you to connect with us on our social media. So follow us on Twitter at HawksBeat. Same with Instagram and Facebook as well. We want you to, if you listen, if you haven't, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you need to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. We know you listen every week. We know you listen after every game. See what E Dub, what crazy thing is E Dub gonna say after the game? 
go ahead and subscribe. And when you have a moment, we would appreciate if you gave us a, a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, five stars preferably. Anything less, like Bomani Jones says, we are inclined to think that you are a hater. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, connect with us on those fronts, man. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, before we get into the mailbag, man, I'm just, I just got an email from the Atlanta Hawks uh, seven minutes ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just got an email seven minutes ago from the Hawks. Uh, just an update on Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, he says he was reviewed prior to last night's game and has been cleared to include a more range of motion in his rehab and conditioning activities, which includes on-the-court work. Additionally, his knee brace has been removed. Further updates will be provided as appropriate. So what that means in layman's terms is he's getting healthier. He's getting closer and closer to uh, seeing the return of bogey. And when I say that uh, this Hawk team needs them, <laughs> they need as many healthy bodies as possible. Bogey was supposed to be an integral part of this Hawks uh, team this year. And uh, the injuries, you know, you can never really, you never really, you're never really fully prepared for those. But that's kind of what it is. So, shouts out to Bogey, man. Hopefully he can get back sooner than later. Uh, you would like to have all the guys back after All-Star break at least. Uh, until then, you just got to trade water, man. Try to play as close as you can to 500 ball. Win the games you need to win. And hopefully grab a couple that you're not supposed to win. That's my opinion. That's my thoughts on how they should be playing. So, um, <clears throat> got a little frog in my throat, man. My bad. I'm sorry about that. Um, here's what we're going to do. Take a quick little break here from one of our sponsors. And on the other side, we're going to get into the mailbag, man. Just straight question and answer, man. I'm going to give it to you like I always do. Straight up. You know, straight up, no chaser. I'm going to give you the truth how I see it. And, um, yeah, so we'll be right back. Talk to me podcast episode number 20. What episode is this? This is the Talk to me podcast. We'll be right back. <laughs> What's up, folks? It's your boy Edo for the Hawks Beat podcast. I want to share something that we're doing for the month of February. We are going to be giving away a small business advertising packet for free. Yes, we're going to give away advertising on our podcast, our website, our social media. And we want to connect with your small business or maybe it'd be somebody that you know. So here's what we need you to do. Connect with us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Hawks Beat. You can find us there. Let us know what small business you represent, and you will be entered into a drawing. Once we select a winner, uh, we will partner with them and promote their business for the month of February for the brand cost of free. It's free advertising. So look, connect with us on our social media. We look forward to hearing with you and possibly partnering with you for the month of February. Thanks. We'll see you soon. All right, man. Mail bag. Let's get into it, man. First things first, man. Like I always say, understand where I'm coming from with my thoughts on these questions. I first of all, I'm not a fan in the typical sense of the word fan. Right. I think that's important to understand when you talk about my perspective. I pull for the Hawks. I want the Hawks to win every game. Uh, but for me, it's more of a, a business transaction. <laughs> I mean, it's good for business. I mean, um, 
I like the players. I like the coach. I like I like the I like the organization, and I legitimately want the Hawks to win every game. But I am not emotionally involved like your traditional fans. So the following answers are going to be from my perspective, not from the fan perspective. And I think people. The first question is from not new to this on Twitter. Thanks for the question. He says, does Trey's shot selection worry me? At times it does. At times it does. Um, I'm kind of old school when it comes to shot selection. And the way the NBA is played nowadays is not traditionally what I'm used to or accustomed to, the amount of threes that are taken. It's not something that I grew up watching. It's not how I understand the game of basketball, but it kind of is what it is. For Trey's shot selection, it at times it does kind of bother me, but not to a point where I would bang him and be like, oh, man, he's, you know, he takes dumb shots. Like, I don't think he's Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook takes terrible shots. <laughs> I think Trey is learning how to take better shots. I don't think you're seeing as many uh, uh, deep, deep threes that you even saw last year. I think he's more selective with that. That lets me know that he's kind of maturing and trying to know. He's trying to learn when to pick his spots and when it is time for those deep threes and when it's not time for taking those deep threes. I, I still think he takes bad shots sometimes. I, thought, I still think that sometimes he dribbles a little bit too much. But, I mean, you, you can... You can really call every NBA player on that, if you're being honest. Like, everybody takes bad shots. But Trey's bad shots don't necessarily give me pause. So, thank you, sir, for the question. Next uh, question is from Reddit. Uh, from Reddish MVP. That's the Reddit. That's his Reddit name. So, we, we, I guess we can kind of figure out that uh, Cam is probably one of their favorite players. He says, is it too much? To ask to fire LP. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right. Question. I've been waiting for it. I love it. I love it. Let's let's talk about it. Now look, are we we're gonna be like adults when we talk to this. We're gonna talk we're gonna be like adults when we talk about this. Alright, because I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull no punches and I'm not gonna say anything to hurt anybody's feelings, but I have to be honest. I have to be brutally honest with you. Alright? If you listen to the podcast for any amount of time, you understand that I'm a big, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big supporter of, 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 I was about to say Lloyd James, <laughs> this buddy of mine from college, uh, Lloyd Pierce, big supporter of Lloyd Pierce. I, I, I've called him out onto the carpet. As a matter of fact, go listen to podcast number, this is 22, go listen to podcast 19. I called Lloyd onto the carpet, did some things I didn't like, I called him on it. Last year when they lost to Miami, I called him on some things. And I've called Lloyd on some things in the past. And I've done so unapologetically. Because I see it. And I just call it like I see it. So the question is, is it too much to ask to fire LP? No, you can fire Larry. Look, you can fire him. You can fire him. Like, I mean, that, that that's perfectly your right to think that he deserves to be fired. His record has not been that well. Um... There are some arguments to say that he deserves to be fired. And I'm not going to fight you on that. I will suggest this to you. Looking at the roster from last year. Just, I mean, just like for real, go back to basketballreference.com. Look at that roster last year and tell me how many games do you honestly think he should have won? Keep in mind, keep in mind that the John Collins suspension. 
You had guys like Damian Jones. Where's Damian Jones now? <laughs> he had old man Vince Carter. I love Vince, but there, there's no way he should have had the amount of minutes that he had last year. DeAndre Bimry. I mean, you had guys Chandler Parsons, Evan Turner. Now this year, you have a much better roster, but everybody's freaking hurt. Everybody's hurt. So, like, what is it that you want from Lloyd? And I'm going to tell you what it is you want from Lloyd. You want accountability. You want accountability. You want, whenever they have a loss, and this is true in all sports, whenever your team loses, you want accountability. And nine times out of ten, that accountability has to go to the head coach or the quarterback. Or if you're playing basketball, the point guard. Now, the idea for people to turn on the point guard before they turn on the coach rarely never happens. Rarely never happens. And in the and in the uh, totality of things, the point guard is going to be around much longer than the coach will be. And fans are more adapt to criticize a head coach more so than the player. They're more, to crit- they're more apt to criticize a head coach than they are the player. I, I've, I've been on uh, Hawks Facebook, Hawks Twitter, Hawks Reddit, and very little criticism from players do I get. It's really always about the coach. And I'm going to tell you how I'm <laughs> going to tell you how how this can sound sometimes, because sometimes I saw somebody put out a tweet. He said, uh, I think Trey Young or somebody had we I think the Hawks had two or three turnovers like back to back or something. And the guy tweeted, he said, can Lloyd teach these guys ball security? <laughs> can Lloyd teach these guys ball security now? <laughs> is it that Lloyd's not teaching the importance of ball security or the player just messed up? The player just made a bad decision. He made a, a, a bad pass. He made a dumb decision. It's amazing the things that will lay at the hands of the coach. And I'll just say that, and, and let me just offer one, let me just offer one thing for your, for your, uh, for your thought process, Mr. Reddish MVP on Reddit. Mike Brown. You guys know who Mike Brown is? Mike Brown is a current assistant coach for the Golden State Warriors. Mike Brown was the Cleveland Cavaliers head coach from 2005 to 2012 and then had another stint in 2013-2014. In 2008, the Cleveland Cavaliers went 66-16. and they had the best record in the NBA Central Division, and they went to the NBA Finals. They lost in the Finals, but um, the guy that he had on this team, he had a, one guy by the name of LeBron James. You may or may not have heard of him. He had LeBron James on his team. They won 66 games that year and went to the Finals. He had another stint with Cleveland in 2013-2014, where he only won 33 games, he was 33-49, and 49, and he was fired after that one year. Now, that roster looked a little bit different. His, his guys were uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, Tristan Thompson, uh, he had a young Seth Curry, he had Luau Deng. Uh, I could read you off a bunch of guys on here that aren't even in the league anymore. And so my question to you, in the year that he had 33 wins, and in the year he had 66 wins, what do you think was the main difference? Do you think his close, his coaching philosophy changed? 
I'm going to tell you this. Coaching philosophies don't change. One things that do change are the rosters. He had LeBron James. When you have better players and they're healthy, you win more ball games. When you don't, you don't. So you can get Lloyd up out of here if you want. If you think that Nate McMillan is a successor or you want some other person, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. But Nate McMillan is not going to make Trey better at defense. Nate McMillan is not going to make Kevin Herter more aggressive. Nate McMillan is not going to uh, solve some of the problems that you see out there on the court. He can solve some of them. But the problems that you think need solving, it's not from head coaching. It's not from scheme. It's not from lack of defensive effort. Those guys are playing hard. They're just not good defensive players. Trey has never been a good defensive player. He never will be a good defensive player. So to answer your question, Mr. Reddish, MVP, unread it. Is it too much to ask to fire LP? No, it's not too much to ask. If that's what you want to do, man, go ahead and do it. Do I think that firing him will benefit this team and uh, it will catapult this team into the next level of what they're trying to do? I don't. That's my personal opinion. I think that uh, there are other factors uh, concerning that, but I don't think that that's going to make the Hawks a better team in the long term. Do I think Lloyd's going to be here for a while? No, I don't. He'll 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 catch he'll catch it, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think that it's not too much to ask to fire him. But I don't believe that he deserves to be fired. Next question. Next question. This one comes from Christopher D on Instagram. Love the podcast, and uh, he says would love to hear your take on if the Hawks could be in on Bradley Beal, and what you think the return could be. Um, good question. Good question. So I did some digging and first thing we need to understand about the whole Bradley Beal thing is one, he just signed an extension on 2019. So, um, Bradley Beal wants to be here. Like he wants to be in Washington is what I mean. He wants to be in Washington to the, to the point where that's the reason why they got rid of John Wall is, you know, a large part of what Bradley, they they, they were committing to Bradley, you know. Um, <clears throat> second important point is he's not asking for a trade. Everybody wants to get him up out of here, but he's saying that he, he he's not asking for a trade. So the Wizards aren't just going to actively look to trade a guy that does not want to be traded, right? So let, let, let's understand this again. They are not going to get rid of a Bradley Beal if Bradley Beal says he wants to be there. So I think that is, I don't know why people are kind of underselling that. I don't i don't know why people aren't taking that to, uh, you know, now again, things can change. Things can change. But as of now, it's kind of hard to speculate because Bradley, yes, he's frustrated that they're not winning. But never once, as he said, look, I, I don't want to be here. I, I've seen reports saying that he didn't like the way Harden pushed his way out of uh, Houston. He don't, he don't like that type of thing. And some players are just kind of built like that. So I think you have to frame the discussion with Bradley Beal under the guise of, first of all, he doesn't want to leave yet. You know, now again, that can change, but right now he doesn't want to leave. However, if he were, um, some of the teams that I have seen linked to him, um, the Miami Heat, the New Orleans Pelicans, the Denver Nuggets, and Philadelphia 76ers. Those are the four main teams that have been linked to Bradley Bill. And as far as potential trades, 
as far as having enough assets to be able to make a trade work, right? So that's important. A lot of people say, oh, man, we need to trade for Bradley Bill. What are you going to get for him? Kevin Herter and some draft picks? Nah, it's not going to work. <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> they're, they're, first of all, you have to understand how the money works. And a lot of teams are over the cap, so there, there's really uh, only a certain amount of teams that even have the capital, the draft capital, and the finances to trade for Bradley Bill. I did see one one uh, session, one article talking about the Hawks and Bradley Bill, and the idea was possibly giving up uh, Kevin Herter, John Collins, Tony Snell, and maybe some draft picks. The only problem with that trifecta is the money doesn't work. Like the Hawks would be taking on Bradley Bill in an additional ten million dollars. Bradley Bill's making twenty eight dollars, twenty eight million. All right, so let's do a little math. Bradley Bill's making twenty eight million a year, right? So if the Hawks take on twenty eight million, they're gonna have to send away money, right? So if you got twelve twelve million from Snell, you got four million from JC. Who's going to be a restricted free agent? You have 12.7 from Kevin. So round it 12, 4, 2, 16. That's roughly 18. So you're not only you taking Bradley Bill, you're taking on an additional $10 million of cap space that you don't have. And then you're, you're mortgaging some of your future by giving up draft picks. You know, you can argue, maybe throw a Cam Reddish in there, but even Cam's not making a lot of money to really make the. Uh, <clears throat> to even really really make the money work, so I don't think the money works at all for the Hawks. I mean, they may be interested in the pieces, but I don't I don't see the money working. Um, if you throw like a DeAndre Hunter in there, but I think that DeAndre Hunter is proving himself to be invaluable. Like you're not going to see his name on any trade rumors. Like nah, you're not going to see it. Like you may see Reddish, you may see Herder, you may even see John Collins names pop up. In, in uh, you know, trade deals, but you're not going to see DeAndre Hunter. Not after the way he's playing. So, to answer your question, Chris, I don't see the likelihood as likely for him coming to Atlanta. Just I just don't see the money. I don't see the money working. And I know how teams and GMs work. Uh, they're not going to go into the luxury tax and pay luxury fines for having uh, spending too much money when you're, not, you're, you're a fringe playoff team. The Lakers, yeah, they'll spend that extra money. The uh, the 76ers, th those teams at the top, yeah, they'll spend that extra money. But the Hawks aren't going to spend that money. But uh, <clears throat> on kind of a, a, a related note, the names that I would see that you'll probably hear floating out there, Kevin Herter, John Collins, Tony Snell, uh, those are probably the most tradable assets for the Atlanta Hawks right now. And Ken Reddish. And Ken Reddish. So thank you, Mr. Christopher, for your question. Appreciate you for checking us out, and uh, we'll do one more, and then we'll get to a break, and then we'll con con continue with the mailbag. Let's go back to uh, let's go back to Reddit. Let's go back to Reddit. True to at ATL forty two on Reddit says this: Is it fair to say the Hawks fans are treating the season like the Lakers fans treated LeBron's first year with astronomical expectations? That's a very good observation. A very good observation. Do I believe... I don't believe... You know what? As far as expectations, I don't think Hawks fans really 
are understanding or are clear about their expectations. Because beginning of the season, I saw a lot of Hawks fans saying they, they need to make the playoffs. And everybody knows for, the, for them to make the playoffs, they need to be around 500. They need to be maybe a little bit better than 500. That's kind of where they are. They're, they're one game below 500 right now. And, you know, everybody wants to fire the coach. Everybody wants to make all these trades. And I'm not sure they have an understanding of expectations. And I think that's not just Hawks fans. I think most fan bases don't really understand. They have a hard time recognizing and reconciling their fandom with expectations. So uh, I I think you might be spot on. I think you might be spot on as far as um, the expectations. My thing is this. There's nothing wrong with expectations. But expectations have to change when the roster changes. Right? Would you agree with me? So expectations have to change when the roster changes. So if you have a a starting five of Trey Young, Bogey, Hunter, Capella, and John Collins, and you have a second unit of Chris Dunn, um, Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter, uh, Okongwu, and uh, Gallinari, that's a strong 10 right there, as opposed to throwing in a little Solomon Hill, having him play heavy minutes, having to play, uh, um, shoot, uh, what's his name? Um, Rondo, having to play Rondo heavy minutes, having to play uh, Brandon Goodwin a little bit more than you want to. So I, I don't think the problem is with the expectations. I think there is an adjustment of expectations that has to change when the roster changes. I don't think that fans really understand how that works and how to amalgamate the two. So good question. I think you're spot on, sir. We're going to take a quick break here from one of our sponsors. And on the other half, we'll get into some more of your mailbag. Talks Beat Podcast. It's your boy, Edel. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 22, mailbag edition, man. We're just answering some questions, and uh, let's get back into it. Let's go back to Reddit. Uh, Spliff looks like Taman on Reddit uh, shot us a bunch of questions, so I'll try to get to some of these. What is going on with Cam? Uh, projections on his ceiling. So uh, let me address that first. What is going on with Cam? He's not playing good basketball. Like you see it, we all see it. Uh, I think he's suffering from a lack of confidence. I'm not going to question the boy's effort, but uh, there's obviously lack of production, a severe lack of production. Cam has a good game, and everybody you know is through the roof. And then the next three or four games, he's two for twelve, three for sixteen, five for fourteen, whatever the case may be. He is he is obviously having trouble finding his way in his in this offense, and um, it's funny how people are very patient with Cam Reddish, but the same folks want Lloyd Pierce fine. <laughs> Let me say that again. It's funny how a lot of people are very patient with Cam Reddish, but they want the coach fired. <laughs> um. I like Cam, man. He's a very, very soft-spoken kid, very quiet kid. Um, He's got a lot on him. He's got a lot on him. And I'll I'll just say this: as far as lack of production, he has not been good. Like let's let's not let's not let's not sugarcoat this, man. Like let's not sugarcoat this. Let's not put anything on top that needs to be that that doesn't need to be there. That doesn't need to be there. Um, In the games of January, for the month of January, and even bleeding into February. 
for the month of January and the games in February. Cam has had two games, two, where he shot over 40%. Two games. This is a guy that, that the Lord has to start in some cases. Yes, I know his defense has been good, but you can make an argument that his defense hasn't been what it was. You know, everything is connected with Cam, and you can see it in his body language when he doesn't have it going as opposed to when he does have it going. When he has it going, he, he wants to play a little bit more better defense. You know, he's all, he, I mean, automatically off top, he's already a good defender. So, like, he can play good defense with not really having to exert 120% because of his skill set. But, uh, yeah, man, so what's going on with Cam? He has no confidence. He's not producing. And he's not been very good. Like, he hasn't even been average. He hasn't been good at all. His numbers have been atrocious. Like, and, and this isn't me crapping on the kid. Like, go pull it up. Go to basketball reference. Look at his numbers. Look at his field goal range. Like, it, it's almost like he's, I, I, I don't, I can't compare it to last year because I haven't pulled it up. But, I mean, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. But, um, you know, I, patience isn't a virtue that NBA teams really have. Patience isn't a virtue that fans really have. So the question is, how patient are you going to be with Cam Reddish? How patient are you going to be with him? That's not, you know, that's that's for fans to to answer, and that's for the GM to answer. You know, that's why I said, come trade deadline, you 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 might hear his name come up. You might hear his name come up. Do the Hawks cut bait? Do they cut bait and realize, look, man, like it's not going to get. He's not going to get it. Like, he's not going to get it. Or do they stick around and say, hey, man, nah, we're going to give him another year or two. Let him figure it out. You know, I don't make those decisions. Uh, projections on his ceilings, you asked. Um, I've always said he gives me T-Mac vibes. I say he, he, he reminds me a lot of Paul George, and that's kind of mainly how he's built. Uh, I say Paul George because at Paul George's peak, he was a very good, and I, he's still a very good two-way player. And I think that that's what Cam could be if he if he unlocks that, you know, if he unlocks that stuff, you know, if he unlocks it, I think that that's what he can be. Um, I, I don't got the combination. Only Cam has the combination, you know. Um, I think that is his ceiling, though. I think that's his ceiling. Uh, another question he asks, he says, do we need to address the backup Pete point guard issue or will it be addressed when we get healthier? Great question. Um, I think that looking how Travis does things, I think anything's on the table. I think anything's on the table. Travis has shown that he has no problems realizing that he made mistakes like last year when, when he had those guys, when he had Damian Jones and all those guys, and they was crapping it up. What did he do? He traded for Capella. He traded for Dwayne Dedman. He brought in Scott Labissier. He was like, yo, man, I crapped up with this roster. I'm bringing in these guys, you know. And you're having the same issue right now that you had last year when whenever Trey takes a breather, your, your lineup are going to hell. Rondo was playing terribly. Godwin is not playing good. You, you're you're right back at square one because you don't have a good point guard play when Trey Young goes to rest. I mean, that could get better once Chris Dunn comes into the situation, but, you know, you're going to have to work him into shape, you know. So, I don't know. I think that in your question was this. Do we need to address the point guard issue? I think it probably does need to be addressed. I'm not sure exactly what you're going to get. 
an open market for a backup point guard? Do you trade? I mean, what is the value for for trading a Rondo or trading Goodwin? Do you have to trade uh, Kevin Herter to get another backup point guard? Do you have to trade one of those guys we talked about earlier, John Collins or somebody else, to get some good backup point guard play? You know, those are questions for the GM. But I think that uh, I, I definitely think that Travis is aware of the backup point guard issue. I think it can get better with, with guys getting healthier, but I think Travis is taking any and all phone calls and he's doing his due diligence to uh, rectify that issue. So thanks for the question. Thanks for the question. Um, let's see what we got here. Let's go to, I forgot to write down who, who asked this question. I think this might be another question off of Reddit, but he said at this point is Deandre Hunter more valuable than John Collins. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, why would you even ask that? <laughs> That's a funny question. Um, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna go push. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you a push. I'm not gonna say one or the other. I will say this. Um, and everybody, it's really sexy to really be on the DeAndre Hunter train right now. And I speak as somebody who's kind of driving that train you know (laughs) i've been on deandre hunter since day one before the hawks even drafted him um so it's good to see him getting love i will say this though um don't sleep on john collins man you know every game is not a superstar game for him he's still learning how to navigate the in and out game with having clint capella in the mix but we saw what this team was without John Collins last year. Those 25 games he sat out, I think the Hawks maybe won three of them. So John Collins is a huge factor to this team. DeAndre Hunter, likewise, is a huge factor to this team. Last night when they played Utah, Utah does two things really well. They clog up they clog up the paint, and they force you to run off the three-point line. So what does that mean? That means you're going to take a lot more mid-range shots. Who is the Hawks' best mid-range player? DeAndre Hunter. Unequivocally, DeAndre Hunter. He's the guy that doesn't mind taking that free throw line shot. He don't mind driving to the hole because you drive to the hole, you're just following everybody to Rudy Gobert, and he's a monster in the paint. You know, so uh, do I think one is more valuable than the other? I don't necessarily think that, sir. I don't necessarily think that. I think they're both equally as valuable, and it will be in the Hawks' best interest for both of them to um, be in the lineup as much as possible. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for those questions um, that we had. Um, I had a couple more, but uh, due to time, we're going to cut those off and hopefully get to uh, those a little bit later in the mailbag. But I appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, shoot and, and hit me up. You can always hit me up. I may shoot a, shoot out some answers to any questions that you have uh, on the podcast going forward. So, um, yeah, man, this was fun. This was fun. I enjoyed hearing from you guys. Hit me up on Reddit, on Instagram, Twitter, however you want to do it. We are always here to answer all of your Atlanta Hawks questions. Um, again, next up for the Hawks is the Toronto Raptors. Toronto Raptors and. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that game goes. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit closer to uh a little bit closer to the game. Got the Super Bowl on Sunday. Go Bucks. You already know what it is. But like we always say, God is good all the time and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L O V E love. We out. Peace.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.